Hello and welcome again and today we're going to talk about bisphosphonates. I'm Edward Sinjin and I've got Hira Rizki with me. Hello. So bisphosphonates, what do the NICE guidelines say? Well essentially they say that we should be offering adjuvant bisphosphonates to postmenopausal women with no positive invasive breast cancer. They also say to offer them or to consider offering them to those postmenopausal women who are node negative but at a high risk of recurrence. So one of the first landmark papers here is the NSABP B34 trial published in the Lancet Oncology in 2012, Patterson et al. This is a paper looking at oral clondronate for adjuvant treatment of operable breast cancer. It's a multi-center placebo-controlled randomized trial. It was double-blind. It had just over 3,000 patients and they were randomized to either oral chondronate versus a placebo in patients with stage 1 to 3 cancer. Disease-free survival did not differ between the groups in the results. Non-bone metastasis-free survival was slightly increased with chondronate. In women aged 50 years or older in this study showed benefits of chondronate for recurrence-free interval bone metastasis-free interval and non-bone metastasis-free interval, but not for overall survival. So that was really one of the first landmark studies looking at bisphosphonates, and that was done in 2012. The next big study that followed was the EBCTCG 2015 Lancet report, and that looked at adjuvant bisphosphonates in early breast cancer. It was a meta-analysis of individual patient data from randomized controlled trials. What they essentially had was nearly 19,000 patients across 26 randomized controlled trials. And what they found was bisphosphonates didn't make a statistically significant difference in distant recurrence or in breast cancer mortality. But what they did make a difference is was bony recurrences. They showed a decrease in bone recurrence in the region of 1.1% with a p-value of 0.004. So what they essentially showed that the percentage absolute gains were in the region of 2% for bone recurrence at 10 years and an improvement of 3% breast cancer mortality at 10 years, although the mortality figures were not statistically significant. Their results were seen in only their postmenopausal cohort, with little effect seen in their premenopausal women. Okay, so the Cochrane analysis published a report in 2017, and they were looking at bisphosphonates and other bone agents for breast cancer. It was a systematic review and meta-analysis. It looked at 44 randomised controlled trials uh, of uh, just over 37,000 patients. And it showed for women with early breast cancer, bisphosphonates reduced the risk of bone metastasis and provided an overall survival benefit compared to placebo or no bisphosphonates. So clearly these three landmark trials, the NSABPB34, EBCTCG 2015 Lancet report and the Cochrane 2017 report all support the use of bisphosphonates, but it was the SWOG, S. 0307 randomized phase 3 trial 
that actually evaluated the efficacy of the different types of bisphosphonates. So they compared, compared clondronate to evandronate to zolindronic acid in about 6,000 patients with stage 1 to 3 early breast cancer and confirmed that actually there's no difference in the efficacy between the three agents. Yeah, so to sum this up, NICE recommends uh, prescription of bisphosphonates um, and it's usually interpreted to mean that any postmenopausal women receiving chemotherapy also receive a bisphosphonate. However, the important publication is the meta-analysis from the Lancet in 2015 by the EBCTCG group that we've already mentioned. Um, but that included the two largest trials, the Azure trial and the ABCSG12 trial. But it also included some smaller trials without predefined endpoints of breast cancer survival or recurrence. And that made the data a bit more confusing. So it is worth commenting that the use of bisphosphonates remains controversial. For example, they are not used routinely in the United States. There are inconsistent results from individual randomised control trials, for example, the Azure and the ABCSG. And the evidence base is derived from meta-analysis with the log rank statistics rather than individual trials. So um, in our current practice, we are definitely giving our high-risk postmenopausal patients bisphosphonates as part of their adjuvant treatment regime. And the evidence that we've summarised today is the MSABP B34 study, the EBCTCG Lancet report and the Cochrane review. It is worth also mentioning that NICE recommend discussing the risks and benefits of bisphosphonate treatment with women, particularly the risk of osteonecrosis of the jaw, atypical femoral fractures, and osteonecrosis of the external auditory canal. As a quick reminder, pamidronate and zolindronic acid are both IV, whereas clondronate and ibandronate are oral. Pamidronate is usually given at 90 milligrams, whereas zolindronic acid is 4 milligrams IV. There are increased GI disturbances with oral bisphosphonates, and therefore they should be taken with a full glass of fluid, and the patient should remain upright during taking them. They can cause renal impairment and the osteonecrosis of the jaw we've already mentioned. They can also cause an increased risk of esophageal cancer. Their action is that they inhibit osteoclast activity, decrease bone resorption, and reduce risk of further skeletal morbidity, for example, fractures. They are also known to reduce bone pain. So we hope you've enjoyed this quick summary on bisphosphonates and the landmark trials, uh, and thank you very much for listening.